Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Covey Wellness Center podcast. I'm excited that you are joining us again. I'm your host, Sarah Covey, and today we have Nancy with us. And Nancy is our resident yoga coach and flexibility coach here at Covey Wellness Center. And so um, at the center, even though the majority of us are psychotherapists, um, or people in like an assisting wellness bookshop role, Nancy's a bit of a unique flower in that sense that um, she is here to provide really amazing one-on-one services in the realm of yoga practice and increased flexibility and wellness in the body. And so what we love about what Nancy's doing is that she's providing a really safe space for a one-on-one work. Um, We found that there was lots of people who are offering beautiful classes in our area, in the community that people can take advantage of. And Nancy absolutely can lead those classes. And if you're looking for for a class, that's an option. Um, But we just found there were a lot of people who were maybe uncomfortable with stepping into yoga or stretching or um, breath work or things related to that somatic experiencing in the body in a classroom setting. It wasn't comfortable for them. Maybe they have um, some concerns about being in a group with other people and they're self-conscious and they're not able to enter into that. Maybe they just feel overwhelmed by it because they've never started. Maybe they're at an advanced level and the classes are not challenging them enough. Um, Or maybe they've had some sort of an injury or um, something change as they're aging with their body that they're trying to work out. excuse me, so that they can have the mobility back that they're looking for and the flexibility. And so um, Nancy does a lot of work with one-on-one clients in sessions to help build their own practice. And that can have a very, I'll call it athletic focus all the way through to a more spiritual breathwork focus and everything in between. So it's very customizable to what it is you're looking for out of the practice And she's able to record those sessions for you and you can take them home and you can work with them as your very own. And so because we have a client-centered approach here at Covey Wellness Center, we really find that that's the approach we're taking to this part of your wellness. And so um, we're really excited to have Nancy on here. So Nancy, why don't you pick up from there and just tell us a little bit about what you're doing, what you're excited about in your work here at Covey Wellness Center. Oh, absolutely. Sarah, thanks so much for that introduction. You you covered the bases really well. I, I am a unique practitioner in our team um, and I come in as a complementary practice. You know, when we come together as a team and we talk about the um, the benefits and the, the trade-offs or the, the connections that we can make between the work that you're doing um, with supportive counseling and bringing body work into that, um, you know, there's that, there's this flow of energy from mind to body and body to mind. We can really create um, a balance and a movement of of energy that might stay stagnant in the mind. Um, and when we use our body, our mind um, allows that release to happen, allows that sort of clearing out mm-hmm. uh, to happen and that it really it brings us to breath work which is what we're working on we're mm-hmm. going to work with today um, because our breath work um, you know it, it could be seen from two sides of the coin and one is well I, I'm doing it all the time how could breath work you know how could I get any more from my breath work right um, 
and then when you come to to trying some of the practices that really are and you know they're they're as simple as spending four deep breaths of of oxygen to reap the benefits of a benefit of a breath practice so mm-hmm. you know as as we go through our conversation today and i'm going to bring some great examples of how breath work can be worked into moments in your day not even you know mm. you know really just moments doesn't need to be 15 minutes doesn't mean to need to be a, a whole break in your day um you can bring it in in just small intervals and reap tremendous benefits from that yeah. integration of the mind and the body working together yeah i i love that and we are going to focus on breath work today even though there's lots of things we could talk mm-hmm. about um but that's going to be the focus of this episode because both nancy and i really feel that it's a foundational piece Um, And I think sometimes those foundational pieces, the the back to basic pieces, people tend to underestimate and they tend to maybe dismiss as not as important or they're looking for something maybe flashier or more exciting or more, um, you know, difficult or profound in some way. And yet a lot of times it's, it's taking care of those foundational things like our sleep, like our nutrition. like our body movement. And of course, breath work is at the very center of that. We don't do anything without breathing. And so, you know, I'm remembering in the early days, long before I was a psychotherapist, when people would talk about doing breath work or even the sentiment, like just breathe through it, like even related to things like labor pains. And I would think to myself, what are you talking about? Like, are you that seriously your advice is to breathe through this earth shattering, you know, horrifying, traumatic pain that I'm experiencing in childbirth? You're going to tell me to breathe like you just want to swear at that person. And so I, I think there's this resistance in us to dismiss how profound actually our breath work is and why that matters. And so I think it's really important to sort of pause and say, okay, so we all breathe. Mm-hmm. It's a part of our everyday. Mm-hmm. We do it involuntarily, mm-hmm. I think is the right word, right? It mm-hmm. just happens mm-hmm. without us trying. That's right. um, and so why is it important for us to understand the power of breath? And maybe you want to start us off there with a bit of a turning point for you, Nancy, and your, right. your work with breath. Right. Oh, yes. Oh, I will come to that for sure. I was as you were talking, I was thinking about how um, when I teach my yoga classes, either to a group or when I'm, I'm coaching someone individually, I teach a moderate paced mindful class that is based on your breath. So part of breath work Yes, there is the intentional, I'm going to breathe this way with this part of my body at this speed or this depth. Yes, that happens. But the first step is noticing your breath. Mm -hmm. And my first cues to each of my students are always notice when you breathe in Mm -hmm. and notice when you breathe out. Isn't it amazing how we, we do miss it? Like, yeah, even just that reminder to pay attention, that mindful reminder, there's air moving in and out of your lungs. Mm -hmm. Are you, did you see that? Did you notice that? Mm-hmm. And, and even, I often think like, even right when you said that I slowed down and took a breath because yeah. you were saying it and I was aware and I thought, I'm going to just take a deep breath right now yeah. in this moment. 
And that's a big part of it for us too around breathwork is that regardless of whether you're doing yoga or flexibility coaching or whether you're doing therapy or whether you're doing Mm -hmm. any other sort of larger, if you will, interventions, Mm -hmm. breath is always with you. And it's a tool that you can access anywhere, anytime, anytime. And so, um, you know, it, it's really foundational. Um, do you want me to speak a little bit maybe about how, how breath is sort of one of the simplest ways to create safety in the body? Would that be helpful? Oh, you know what? I, I think that would, I think that would lead us really well into the first time that, or that space where I realized my breath really makes a difference here. So, cause I okay. think it was me creating some safety. So I'd love to hear it from you. Perfect. Yeah. So I think sometimes w- with me and, and others that resistance to the, just breathe, just breathe kind of, or breathe through it. And where you feel this resistance to that, because it seems overly simplified. I think it's because we don't understand what's happening in our brain chemistry and why a controlled deep breath that's intentional what that's communicating back to the nervous system. Mm-hmm. And so I often think about if, if we, we think about being in a sort of activation in our stress or anxiety and what happens in our brain is we go into this um, amygdala brain, our survival brain, mm-hmm. and what that's at the center of our brain. And then we have the rest of our brain around the center of that and our prefrontal cortex where we can think and reason and make sense and make decisions. The part we want to access most of the time for the functionality of our life actually goes offline when we are in survival mode because it's not necessary, right? If you think the example we give often is if, if a tiger is attacking you, yes, you don't need to remember where your keys are. You just need to stay alive in that moment. And so if something's happening in your environment or in your thinking that's causing your body to feel like it's in a state of survival mode, you are not going to be sort of online with all of your connections to your brain firing on all cylinders. And so when you are trying to deal with something, um, your body's going to go instantly into the just stay alive mode. Mm -hmm. Breath work, if, and you can imagine if a tiger was chasing me, I don't have time to slow down and change my breath. In fact, it probably would be an elevated panting kind of breath that's escalating the stressors, the anxiety in my body to get me out of there, to fight. Getting your adrenaline going, activating all the muscles. You're just go, right? And and that's what you want it to do. That's what it's supposed to do. But a lot of times we're in that kind of a zone and that's not what's needed. Yeah, or it's a tiger. Right, it's no tiger or it's a remembered tiger, but that tiger isn't here anymore. Yeah. And so we need the ways that we can tell our body, there's no tiger. We're Mm -hmm. safe. We don't have to run away. We don't have to fight. And there's lots of ways to do that. And we're not going to get into all of those ways today, but one of the most accessible ways is to control your breath because your body and brain will connect and say, wait a second, she's in safety. She must be safe if she can take this controlled deep breath. Yes. If she can pause and count and slow everything down, then she can't be in a do or die kind of situation right yeah. because your because your brain will activate and say oh 
-hmm. There's, there's a recreation of safety here. And so that simple action, and you don't have to repeat it too many times, usually four or five times will signal that, right? Yeah. And so if you, if you do that, your body starts to, starts to relax into the safety of the moment and you're communicating in your neurobiology, in your actual Mm -hmm. brain, that things are different, that you're present, that you're able to be with yourself in this moment, that you're okay, that you're going to make it. So even when we go back to the labor example, it doesn't change the pain, but it changes the anticipation that, and the anxiety that comes along with that and allows you to breathe through it, to be with the pain, to be with the contraction. Um, And so, uh, you know, it's such a profound thing and yet it's so simple, but I think it's important to understand that in the neurobiology or else it doesn't make sense why it matters so much, you know? And I I think it makes it attainable. You know, Mm -hmm. if you know that the oxygen volume of four deep breaths is what it takes to shift the brain from the amygdala to the frontal lobe. Yeah. That I can do it. Four breaths. I'm not sure if I could do 16 and four and 32 and a pattern like, no, I don't need complication. I need four breaths. Yeah. And that's going to give me that sense of safety, give my brain that yeah. chance to, to realize, like you're saying, and, and to recognize it. Um, that you're back online. Back online. I like, that's yeah. a great phrase. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's where, um, that's in the kind of situation where I realized the power of breath, um, mm-hmm. where I was experiencing um that state of heightenedness um, had gone to physical pain and my physical pain was in my legs. And uh, like, I've always been a strong person. Uh, I'm a good, you know, I'm a good walker. I'm a great hill climber. I'm, I can lift a lot of things. I use my strength and Mm I, I anticipate being able to use my strength. And when my legs hurt, Mm. it, it was more than just, Oh, my legs hurt. It was, I, my foundation of my strength is isn't right. coming up when I call for it. Yeah, it's right. okay. Yeah, and so this this pain, um, and it, I was experiencing it. It was going beyond the physical. It was getting into my brain. My thoughts were starting to spin, and and I remembered the cue, mm-hmm. just breathe, mm-hmm. and I took the time for four breaths. Mm-hmm. And to your point didn't eliminate my stress, didn't, you know, organize all my class plans, didn't, you know, do the things that I was swirling about, but it gave me access to my organized thinking. It Mm -hmm. gave me access to my reminders to take a moment, Mm -hmm. do something to comfort myself, Mm -hmm. choose, go back and choose wisely and, and reassess the situation that was, that was, you know, pushing me towards burnout impact. Yeah. And so, and, you know, when I, so when we talk about four breaths, it was four breaths that mm-hmm. convinced me um, that this is something I could continue to use as a tool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, just before we press record, I was telling you about a moment today, just today, I was able yeah. to use that strategy, sitting in the waiting room for an appointment, feeling a little bit of stress come up because there's a lot of questions on my mind. And... I was able to come back to center for breath mm-hmm. with four breaths. And by the time that professional came in to meet with me, uh, I could go through my questions. I could interact. I, I felt really confident coming out of that appointment. Right. So I, even after clear. years, yeah, 
I haven't increased the complexity of my practice, right. I still go back to four breaths. And I appreciate yeah. it very much. Mm-hmm. And it's as simple as that. I think that's the, if there's one message, yeah. your breath does matter. There's yes. lots of physiological reasons why it does, but it does matter. And it's as simple as four deep controlled breaths, which is, which anyone can do to yeah. start yourself on a path of grounding, of calming, of soothing. And then you can discern your next step yeah. and you can figure out what's needed and get the clarity to go back to the questions that you want to ask there in the appointment, is. right. Or to remember is. the line that you need in the play or yeah. to flip to the next slide in your presentation. Yeah. Like you can, we don't have to overcomplicate it in that sense. So well let's yeah. talk a little bit about, um, I mean, there's all sorts of different strategies for working with your breath and little tricks and tools um, that you can use to try and anchor to your breath. You know, simple things like counting. Some of you might have heard of like box breathing where um, you you inhale as you're sort of mentally or even physically on your leg, drawing one side of a box, exhale over the top. Sorry, I think it's inhale. Inhale, exhale. Exhale, exhale, hold, hold, inhale, hold, mm-hmm. and you draw around the box. There's yeah. a few, there's lots of different tricks out there um, to kind of just give you a focusing point to help you control your breath. I often talk about the three, three, six, which yes. is the breathe in for three, hold for, hold three, for three, and the exhale out for six. Yeah. That extended exhale. Mm-hmm. I really like the extended exhale. Um, yes. When I'm... I tend to not use it when I'm, when I'm like needing breath to support me, I tend to use it as a practice so that I can give, it's this beautiful bath to your brain, Mm. as we talked about before. Um, When you experience a long exhale, uh, you're doing excellent cleansing. So physically you're getting an excellent cleansing experience through the lungs and really, you know, releasing uh, all that doesn't serve you at that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but f- when the brain connects with it to the nervous system, there's that connection to satiation. And as you're exhaling, notice that your body softens because mm-hmm. as you're exhaling, there's this sense that you have what you need. Yes. And you, you can rest in that. There's well, not a need for gathering in next and, and that'll happen mm-hmm. in the next breath, but there's that slight second where you're just like, it's- yeah. I got the additional additional stay here just a bit longer. Mm-hmm. And, and when you when you think about that, we know that intuitively, because when yeah. you sit down at the end of a long day on the couch, and you kind of let out a sigh, <sighs> you know, that's, that's, that's what, what that is, are giving your body is that out that outpouring of all that you've been carrying and that signal that we're settling in now. And I think that's an interesting point to think about how breath, depending on what you need from it, we're going to focus mostly on calming breaths today, but there are also ways of breathing to get your body sort yeah. of back and engaged and more focused and more clarity. Um, and those are, those are different than what we're looking at, but the ones we're trying to signal are around that safety and calm yes. in this particular conversation. But of course we, you can work with your therapist yeah. or with Nancy Um on some of this breath work, if you're mm-hmm. looking for more complex strategies, well, not, I want to say complex, different well, strategies. And I think the practice, because I think, you know, there's sort of these steps of 
recognition that yes, I do. I breathe every moment. That's how I get to continue. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Notice that our breath is impacted in different situations that we're in. And mm -hmm. that's when those four breaths are such a gift. Those four breaths are sort of like a space maker to mm -hmm. bring yourself back into your, your organized mind. And then there's this luscious place where you can practice breath and you can be intentional and you can create experience for yourself mm -hmm. of relaxation or of invigoration um, where it's, there's a, a confidence building when you connect with your body and you ask it to do something intentionally and you reap the rewards. The sensation of relaxation that comes from yes. the relaxing breaths, it, you know, it, it doesn't cost you anything. Mm -hmm. It can be, as you said, it can be accessed anywhere mm -hmm. and you can get those endorphins. And I don't know, if, I will say, I don't, don't know if endorphins are exactly the right word, but it's that sensation of ah, mm -hmm. that you, you can give yourself and you can give it to yourself. There's an independence, there's a confidence there yeah. and you're learning how your body works. That's, yeah. that's the big game is you get to know you just a little bit more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it is. I think it is fair. We have to do the research on that, but I think it yeah. is fair that you're getting, cause it is that feel good emotion, that calming emotion. And you're just, you're, you're relaxing into your own self. Yes. Um, and again, remembering that, that it's training your mind to realize I'm in safety. That's mm -hmm. what that breath can communicate. I'm safe. Mm -hmm. I'm here you're okay. You can let that go. You know, all those messages have just, and so that's happening, whether you are consciously thinking that or not, whether you're just using that somatic experiencing of the breath work right. to, to release that. Um, Sarah, we have a great book at the, in the bookshop um, that, yeah. that leads us, that facilitates that kind of practice. Um, it's how to breathe. I know yes. you and I have talked about it before. So oh, how to breathe and so pretty. Oh, I know, just to look at it, right? Like, it is such a pretty book. And will we link that into the notes for we will. the episode? Okay. We'll put it in the show notes as well. And it's one we always carry here. So if we're out of it, just ask the front desk. And I, I don't think we are right now, but if we get a rush on it after this podcast or something, yeah, right? we'll bring it back in. Um, but and you can see it's really useful. Like, I've got my notes in here. Yeah. Um, the way that this book is is structured is that they have the, an excellent like based on my training based on my experiences when i read through the introduction there isn't anything missing i read through it and i think yep they've covered like yes. we've talked about the awareness the opportunity to to make space for yourself and then the luscious gifts you can give yourself when you if you mm -hmm. know when you practice these different breaths so that's in the introduction uh, but then it leads you through. I'm just going to check for how many. I think it's like 20 or something like that. 30, uh, 25 breathwork practices. 25. There you go. And they're guided um, for the for the most part. They're guided um, physical practice. So they'll tell you about the breathwork itself. Uh, are you breathing through your nose or your mouth? Where's mm -hmm. your emphasis? Maybe your belly. Um, relaxing your shoulders. All those beautiful integrations that you can create. Mm -hmm. And then there's visualizations and contemplation to go with the anywhere in the full spectrum of emotions. Mm -hmm. So 
you know, depending on where a different emotion sits in you, you can, you can direct your breath differently to allow yourself to be with that emotion, metabolize it, mm -hmm. understand that this is something that happens in you, you know, in all the different circumstances we get into. Mm -hmm. And then also that we're designed to only hold our emotions for anywhere from 60 to 90 seconds. Yeah. And allow it to move through us. Learn the lesson and allow it to move through us. And so, um, so this book has those on a whole variety of them. And we'll, we'll put that in the notes as well. Mm -hmm. I'm just sort of glancing over at them. But they do a great job in this book um, to, to yeah. remind you of that foundation, but then can you, give you lots to work with. And I think it's the kind of thing that really you might latch on to one or two things for this time from that, because that's the space that you're maybe finding, maybe you're in grief. And so that's, you're looking at the grief um, section and like, that's the right. practice that you want to use for this season. So it might not be something like you have to have a new practice every day or switching it right. up. It might just be that you settle into one that's calling to you at this time for whatever reason. Yeah. And learn how to do that well. So it's almost, you know how to activate your own practice, but you can do okay. that with a guide. And there's also some wonderful, obviously, um, you know, therapists would help and yoga instructors help. And there's lots of opportunities for people to coach you through that as well. But yes. there's also lots of resources in your podcast app, even in your um, uh, whether you'd use Apple music or Spotify, there's yes. lots of different guided breathwork opportunities. And so, you know, do some, do some experimentation, do some research, see, see what suits you um, and look for that. But certainly we have lots of uh, great books around that. The other one that comes to mind is um, James Nestor's breath, which yes. is, he's, um, he's like an investigative journalist. And so he, he really makes a case for why breath is so foundational. And it's absolutely fascinating. He goes across cultures, across history. Um, he just, and he, he talks about the nose a lot, even and how it's designed to take in breath and how fascinating that is. And I mean, that's not something yeah. we often think about. No, no. You like to nerd out on the why of this centrality of breath. Um, you know, he's often interviewed again on lots of different podcasts. That's how I heard about it in the first place. But this book is, is sort of that um, comprehensive overview of why we should care about breath work, mm -hmm. because breath is central across the boards, you know, and so um, I found that very exciting and very in inspiring pardon the pun, but, um, <laughs> you know, like just, um, just really, really, really interesting to come at it from that lens of like, why does this matter? And that curiosity about breath, mm -hmm. because I think again, it bolsters why, why we care about these things, why we, uh, you know, as therapists, as yoga practitioners um, are, and you hear a lot of people talking about breath work, well, what's all the fuss about? It doesn't seem that important, but when you actually start to dive deep into it, you realize how profound it is. So mm -hmm. I would love for us to do a short little example yeah. before we wrap up today, if, um, if we could do that, Nancy. Um, and so we would encourage you, if you are driving right now or in the kitchen in the middle of sauteing some onions or something, or you're, you can't step away from what you're doing, 
breath is always with you, but be safe about it. <laughs> Maybe press pause and, and pull over or, or engage in this when you can sit down and pay attention because we probably are going to shut our eyes and, and uh, do something a little more involved. Um, yes. But it, this is just be an example that we can take a few minutes here together today and just return to our breath. And so Nancy, I'll just give it over to you. And when we're wrapped up, we'll give you a few more um, details to wrap up the podcast, but let's, let's do some breath work. Let's, let's just breathe. Mm -hmm. Let's just breathe. <laughs> let's just breathe. Let's get there. Uh, Sarah, that was a great, uh, great lead in to coming to our breath work where you are seated, um, find a way to have yourself comfortably supported. So you want to be able to allow your body to relax and at the same time feel, uh, feel sturdy and balanced. I set up with my feet on the ground and my hands on my lap and leaning into the back of my chair. Allow that to happen in a way that serves you well. When we come to our breath work, we want to begin with that awareness. And so I invite you to notice when you breathe in and notice when you breathe out. Continue to notice that rhythm and let your curiosity reach in and find the depth of your breath. Find the pathway of your breath. Are you breathing in through your nose? Are you breathing in through your mouth? When you breathe in, are you feeling your chest rise? Are you noticing movements through your ribs? Is there expansion in your belly? When you breathe out, are you exhaling through your nose? Are you exhaling through your mouth? When you exhale, do you feel the muscles of your abdomen soften, your ribs and your collarbone rest? Are you allowing for a softening through your body? Continue breathing. Continue to notice your breath and to be curious about how your body is talking to you today. The rate, the rhythm, the depth of your breath will tell you what your body's asking for to you today. It will show you when it has space to come to safety and to soften. Notice when you breathe in and notice when you breathe out.
we're going to come to counting our breaths. As you breathe in, touch the thumb to each of your fingertips. As you breathe in. As you breathe out, bring your thumb back through your fingertips. So creating this physical synchronicity of your body movement with your breath. And begin to count as you breathe in and count as you breathe out. When we're able to breathe in and breathe out in a balanced way, it's like drinking water. It's bringing to our body the breath we need and the movement out that keeps us moving into the next step of our day. So if you're in a, in a moment right now where you're wanting to continue on, return to your activities, watch for a balance of your breath. Perhaps breathing into four, breathing out to four. If you're in a space in your day where you can settle in and rest, you want to breathe in and let the exhale be long and, and extended up to twice as long as you breathe in. You might breathe in for four. Breathe out for eight, long exhale. Breathe in for four. And out for eight. If you're looking for relaxation in your day, Continue with the long exhale breathing and allow yourself to soften into relaxation. Help your mind to recognize that with this breath, you're drawing in what you need in this moment and that you're allowing for that long exhale, that deep cleansing of your respiratory tract where your body knows you have what you need there's that sensation of satisfaction and softening. I invite you to remain with your balanced 4-4 breath if you're getting ready to move on. And if you're ready, if you have time to stay in this relaxed space, I invite you to stay with your long exhale breathing. wonder how everyone feels mm. in this moment it's interesting you know I think we spent less than five minutes maybe just there I think so 
and the shift, you know, just noticing the shift that happens in all the places in our bodies that are holding tension, mm-hmm. just by that release and by slowing things down and the softening. I think that's such a good word. We don't realize how much we're doing this in any mm-hmm. given day or how much we're carrying. And then when we just bring back to safety, we can release those stressors and be present. Yeah. Absolutely. And Sarah, I'm remembering when I've been building new awareness into my practice, um, I've really appreciated the encouragement that, you know, 1% a day, 1% change a day to mm-hmm. give yourself the, the experience of replicating the activity or the habit, but also lots of space to you know, to not feel pressure that this mm-hmm. is something you have to integrate every day. You know, when I think about my own practice, um, and I, I've probably been working on this for about six years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say I, I might visit my breath about four times a day. And that's where right. I'm at with my practice and integrating that into, you know, those moments where I might come to tension. And I remember hey, like those breaths feel so good and I'm able to come back and be really productive afterwards. Mm. Um, yeah, just, you know, take take it slow. Take it a breath at a time. A breath at a time. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, make you some know, space for yourself. What's coming to mind when you're saying that too is a few things that, that you know, um, I've offered to clients in the past in terms of trying to build a practice. Mm-hmm. with breathing. And I think it's very important to call it a practice. This is not a perfect tool. This is something you're working at, just like you would show up to practice, you know, getting baskets in basketball and you'd throw about, you'd, you'd show up to do that and you're going to get more comfortable with that. And it's going to feel more natural the more that you do it. And so remembering that it's not a, it's not a perfected skill. It's a practice and you get to decide where that fits for you. And one of the things I think about is um, a lot of people have had success just trying to attach the practice to something that's already in their day. So an example of this would be if you are, as I am, I tend to be sipping something, whether that's tea or a drink Um, or right now I have a bubbly, you know, these are all the rage, of course, of Ray loves bubblies. Um, And so every time you have a new drink or fill your cup again with water, with tea, with coffee, with bubble, whatever it is, that you can attach and sort of have it stack in that sense, like as a reminder, when I have a drink, just before I have that drink, I'm going to do four deep breaths. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, so that's an example. Another one that Mm -hmm. people use commonly is when they stop at a stop sign or a stoplight, just, okay. That's a visual symbol. I have the time for four deep breaths. I'm in my car. Yeah. I'm not going anywhere. I have to literally stop. Why not use that as a reminder? And then it starts to become something that's just a part of your day. Mm -hmm. Um, the other time that a lot of people choose, Mm -hmm. especially women, is going to the bathroom. Yep. It sounds hilarious, but you're yeah. sitting there. Yeah. You, you're going multiple times a day. Yeah. And just to take that extra four seconds or four breaths of time. Yeah. It's, it's an easy one and it's part of your day. And so even yeah. though that seems a little silly, you can see how that would just sort of 
um, sprinkle those moments through your day. Yeah. Is that it, that's just integrated with your regular life. And just something like that can be a reminder. And so I'll often say this, you know, think about something that you can attach that breath practice to that just makes it so accessible and mm-hmm. integrated. And it's not, it's not this huge overwhelming thing. It's just naturally I'm here. I'm grabbing a drink. I'm at a stop sign. Right. Yeah. And I'm going to bathe my brain and my body in this luscious, luscious yes. moment. Yeah. And I think, I think that also speaks to one other thing that comes to mind before we wrap up here is this, the idea that breath work is, can be used both proactively and reactively. So we can use it when we're activated. Like you gave an example, being in the waiting room, waiting to see, um, you know, a health professional and having all these questions and maybe anxiety swirling, you're noticing that in that moment. And so you're using breath to tell a different story to your body. I'm safe. I can be clear. It's okay. Um, and so that was more of a reaction. I I'm noticing something I'm reacting and attending to that with breath. Whereas the strategy of just practicing it through the day, Mm -hmm. it can be more proactive. So it starts to tell your body, even if you're not feeling unsafe or noticing that there's anything that is making your body feel unsafe, it's a little pressure valve release. Mm -hmm. You know, even the sound of breath gives you that pressure valve release. Like if you're doing the, the longer exhale, it's that breath out. Yeah. I'm releasing some of those things and the body can, can kind of bring our stressors back into alignment. We have this capacity to fluctuate in the stress that we're carrying in our body, but only to a point. And so Mm -hmm. the more we're releasing what's been accumulating, to bring it back down, the better. And yeah. those little moments that maybe we're not in an active tense moment and we're reacting to that, we're just yeah. attending to the general things that our body's doing in every day that it's carrying, mm-hmm. that it's thinking about subconsciously mm-hmm. or consciously, and just sort of percolating our day with punctuating, I mean, our day, maybe percolating too, um, mm-hmm. but punctuating our day with these with these little pressure valve releases. Yeah. Um, that will will all be creating more and more safety and calm in grounding in the body and so it's good in both cases so you can do as much of it as you like whether it's reactive and it's going to help your body process all of the stuff that builds you know so um, you might be thinking well I don't I don't get anxious all the time or I haven't had that experience that doesn't matter breath work is still for you there's still things that um it will help with in terms of your nervous system. So awesome. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Any final thoughts, Nancy, before we wrap up today? Um, I think the way up. I say it in my yoga classes. Yes. Let your breath be your guide. Mm. And yes. know that it's, you know, in, you're having those moments where the, your, your mind is starting to sort of go offline. Mm-hmm. Um, your breath will always tell you. Mm-hmm. And when we come to our yoga practice, the first check-in is, can you breathe with ease? Yes. And from day to day, from practice to practice, I've had experience where I'll go into a pose one day and I can breathe with ease beautifully. And another day there's tensions held in my body mm-hmm. and it's such a tell for me because I can't breathe with ease. Mm-hmm. And so it it's that communication that my body is telling me there's something to pay attention to here yeah and uh and i I really appreciate that 
pairing. Yeah. With my body. Um, because yeah. then I, I can, I can attend to what's mm -hmm. going on and follow my breath. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a good thought too, even for people who might be listening to this and saying, you make it sound so easy, but for me, mm -hmm. it's not easy. I'm, yeah. I actually can't get control of my breath. I actually feel yeah. constantly like we, uh, we have some yeah. clients who constantly feel like they're really only breathing in like the upper part yeah. of their bodies mm -hmm. and their, their stress and their tension is so, so high mm -hmm. that they're really not able to yet to get yes, into yeah. the breath. And so, you know, yeah. it can be, it is an indicator. Um, and we're going to do another podcast um, about body wisdom and, and how yes. our bodies do tell us what we need to know. And I think breath work is one of those things where if you're not able to get yourself into that grounded state, um, don't be discouraged. Mm -hmm. Just listen to that. Mm -hmm. And maybe reach out for some help because there may be some other things going on. It might be a physiological thing and you want to talk to your doctor about it. It might be an emotional piece. It might be a trauma piece. There may be any number of reasons why your body is having difficulty breathing with ease. Why does it feel unsafe perhaps, right? And investigating that with, with a trusted professional um, could be really important. So if you are someone who is wanting to get into breath work but just really feeling like there's some barriers to that please don't hesitate to reach out yeah. even if you don't have barriers and you're just like this is all so new to me i don't know what to do reach out to the center we can get you connected with nancy uh, mm -hmm. for some sessions you can do a focus in your practice on breath work with nancy if you want you can certainly meet with a therapist to talk about all of those elements as well this is central to the work that we do um, because it's foundational to our mental, emotional, physical, spiritual health. So, um, so yeah, don't hesitate to reach out. CoveyWellnessCenter.com is the spot to go. There's an easy contact us page. You're welcome to hop on there and reach out to us. We would love for you to do that. And if you have enjoyed this podcast and you are willing to subscribe so you don't miss any other ones um, or to share with a friend or to rate all of those things are really really helpful to us we want to make these resources available and start a lot of times these are conversation starters this is not the end of the conversation but the beginning of a conversation about breath work and how it can support um, your overall health and so we want to continue that conversation. So, you know, let us know what's meaningful to you. Leave a review, leave a comment. Those are all um, super helpful. And uh, we look forward to another time to pick up on another conversation, Nancy. I really appreciate you taking the time with us today to show up. It's been wonderful. Thanks for the okay. very dynamic conversation. And we will let our breath be our guide as we leave from today. Bye.